Welcome, beautiful humans, to Empowered Sobriety. I am your host, Lindsay Fauna. And I'm your other host, Abigail Gerber. We are both trauma-informed life coaches in hopes of empowering individuals to see beyond their addiction and recovery into compassion, love, acceptance, and freedom. Empowered Sobriety is a podcast for those considering sobriety, are newly sober, or already living a sober life and wanting to up-level their growth in sobriety. Each week, we'll be dropping episodes discussing topics such as childhood traumas, PTSD, sober dating, and sober sex, how to enjoy the social scene, and is AA the only path to sobriety, plus so much more, along with bringing on other sober coaches that have done deep transformational work like we have We are also hoping to bring on anyone who feels called to be coached on air by us. Welcome back to Empowered Sobriety. It is your hosts, Lindsay Fano. And Abby Gerber. Woohoo! We're so excited (laughs) to be back with you all. And today is a heavy hitter. I'm really excited about this topic today. Abby and I kind of just riffed on it before we got on, and it is some juicy goodness. So we are speaking about boundaries today. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure as soon as you hear the word boundaries, you have your own interpretation (gasps) of what that means and whether or not you know if you have beautiful boundaries that you've created in your own life, or if it's something that you know that you're lacking, but you would like to get better at, we're here to give you some information and some insight on how it shows up in our lives. I just want to note before I pass it over to my beautiful co-host that our boundaries are ours. They are Mm -hmm. ours to discover. They are ours to keep. And yeah, back to you. Yes. Awesome. Well, first, though, I do want to slip this in here (laughs) and to congratulate you. Uh, Lindsay just did a really epic retreat this past weekend with Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos. She reworked her nervous system. She was stretched and prodded. Yes, very (laughs) much so. And it was unfolding and a lot of deaths and rebirths. And it was beautiful. It was fucking epic. Thank you. Did you survive? Oh, I did. Are you alive? Yes, I am. And I, I feel even more alive than when I stepped into the container. Yeah. And it's just this expansion within myself. Yes. I think it's a good example for our listeners who have a little nervousness going into personal development work, into the deep, deep work, Mm -hmm. that you will survive if a mirror is shown directly in front of your face. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Of all the stuff you don't want to see, but it gets lovingly held in an environment. Yes. And we're so much stronger and more resilient and we can hold, we have the capacity to hold so much more than we think we do. It's just a practice. It's just a practice. Sing it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yay. Congrats, friends. I'm proud of you. I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm excited. I can't wait to do it myself. (laughs) Okay. Back to boundaries. The best explanation I've ever 
heard is by our teachers at Elementum Coaching Institute. And they were so eloquently explained. Most people think having boundary is to protect ourselves from other people. Mm -hmm. So here's an example. Person A is super manipulative, narcissistic, verbally abusive. So I'm not going to speak to them. That's a boundary. That's an example of what you're not willing to have in your life. That's a very dramatic example of a hard boundary. Mm -hmm. However, we can't always have that. It's not so black and white. It's not so black and white. You can't walk away cleanly from family, coworkers, spouses, and sometimes friends. So where we begin the journey really is the boundary work starts with ourselves. And it is super important to create boundaries for yourself because we cannot be responsible for how others choose to engage with us. But we can choose how we show up for ourselves. And in turn, that work reflects on how we engage with others. Mm -hmm. Let's pause there for a second because <laughs> I know a few of our listeners just lurched forward <laughs> and was like, but they're doing this to me and they're doing that to me and I don't want them to do this to me. And yes, I hear you. Mm -hmm. and, and that you're right. Absolutely. People shouldn't be doing that to you. However, you cannot control what they do. Absolutely. All you can do is control how you show up. And that starts with how you show up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And laying down the groundwork, empowered boundary work. When I was writing some notes last night, I was like, yes, I love that. Empowered sobriety, it's empowered boundary work, is being the architect of your life. And empowerment comes from how you choose to show up for yourself. And then those choices reflect how you show up for others. If you are inconsistent with yourself and don't make certain values or behaviors important, you're going to do that to someone else somewhere in your life, your relationships, your career, mm -hmm. et cetera. And I just want to add, if you are not clear on what you value in life, what you are working towards in this life, and this deep inner knowing or sense of self, you most likely don't have any boundaries that you've created for yourself to keep yourself, your inner child and your nervous system safe. And this is a, this is a hitter. <laughs> you most likely trample on other people's boundaries. Let that land for a second. You're just dipping and weaving and walking and running and jumping through other people's boundaries because you don't have any. So it's very hard for us to recognize and acknowledge other people's boundaries that they've set for themselves because we take it personally. 
I will tell on myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. This here is a here is a good example of this. My perfection mechanism. The story that I run is that I must be perfect in order to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And a large part of my personal development work has come from that wounding. I must be this perfect specimen. I must be this perfect coach mm-hmm. in order to show up. And so mm-hmm. I started fixing myself in like g- giant ways, you know, which looking back on it now, I made a lot of progress. And also it was through the lens of perfectionism. When I began to see, I didn't realize I was doing that, but when I began to see in last year in our coaching program, I started to see how the constant pursuit of fixing myself, I was also doing that to other people in my life. Mm-hmm. I wasn't conscious of it, but I was shaming them because there's a lot of shame around making mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's a protective mechanism. And so I was shaming people around me for not going as fast as me or not, you know, seeing things as fast as me. Mm-hmm. So because I didn't have a boundary around myself of I'm perfect, whole, and complete exactly where I am, and this is an evolution, that, you know, there's a c- compassion, there's a grace, there's, this is an evolution, Abby, this is going to take time. I didn't have that with other people. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And when you said the word fixing. Yes. That resonated for me. When I first started in the personal development world, I thought the same way. Like, oh, I need to fix myself in order to be worthy, in order to be loved, in order to be, mm-hmm. you know, have mm-hmm. the, the, to make the money that I want to make X, Y, and Z. And we are not broken. No. We are not broken. No. It is a matter of all of the hardening that we have done, the shells that we've created, the masks that we have had to wear to protect ourselves. This is about opening, expanding, and allowing ourselves the truest, truest form of ourselves to be present in order for us to feel safe enough to do that. We need to have a deep understanding of what we want where we're going and what we want to experience and we create boundaries for ourselves based on that information yes 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 setting boundaries requires accountability to ourselves most of us don't want to have real clarity mm-hmm. <laughs> because then we don't have to follow through on things <laughs> yeah. and it makes it quote unquote easier to walk away or abandon goals or projects or procrastinate until the cows come home, mm-hmm. for example. <laughs> I'm totally guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Not holding myself responsible for um, uh, one of the things I have struggled with for a long time is getting my morning routine set up mm-hmm. because I know that it makes me feel good to have some sort of consistency in my life. If I sort of have an idea of kind of sort of how I want to wake up, guess we, we all know how that, how that story goes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I see it. I see it with everyone around me, all mm -hmm. my friends, my community. If you don't have real clarity, then you don't have to take responsibility. Right. Right. Mm. All I'm hearing is, oh, the, the motivational thing. How do we like keep getting motivation? It's discipline. Discipline has to step in when motivation is lacking because we experience seasons within ourselves. We're not always going to be in summer. We're not always going to be blooming in spring. Sometimes we're going to be in winter. That's when we implement and that's when the discipline comes in to things like our morning routine. And why mm -hmm. do we create the morning routine? Because our first intention was to support ourselves. Yes. And that's beautiful. How do we create the discipline to nourish ourselves every day? We matter. Taking care of ourselves matters. The theme of bridge mm. was how we do anything is how we do everything. Just, just let that land. Yes. How we do anything is how we do everything. Mm. Bridge is the retreat name that she went to yes. this weekend. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I need to write that down. Like, that's going on. <laughs> that's going on the whiteboard. Yes. <laughs> the expo marker is going to be writing yes. that down after that. Boom down. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And that's playing right into my right into my hand here. One of the first steps and what Lindsay's talking about is one of the first steps of setting empowered boundaries for yourself is figuring out your highest version of yourself or the truest version that has shed all the programming, limited beliefs, old paradigms, addictions, traumas, core woundings, etc. And I want to recognize that this feels really hard for us in sobriety and recovery because we've all spent so much time in addiction and have lost sight of who we really are at our core. And some of us assume we are broken. And some of us have assumed we're broken and can't be fixed, mm -hmm. which couldn't possibly be further from the truth because Lindsay and I both operate from the core belief of that we are perfect, whole, and complete. Mm -hmm. So I just want to pause for that because I, I really do feel like all of us in sobriety in addiction, that have come through addiction, that are in recovery, we feel like we're broken and can't be fixed. And it, it's just simply not true. When you begin to operate from a new programming, and all of us assume, just assume that you're operating from a broken programming. Mm -hmm. Because if we're living in Western society, that's what's true. So to figure out your truest and most highest version of yourself, and it may take some work, but it starts with who you want to be. What kind of person do you want to be? You know me, I love Google. <laughs> I literally Googled the phrase values list <laughs> because people were like, you need to have core values. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. What is a core value? <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. Fuck yes to Google. Oh my gosh. I'm like that meme with the cat. Yeah. The keyboard. I'm like always, I'm always Googling. 
<laughs> and I just want to drop in there that before my last relationship, I didn't know what core values were either. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone Google values list. It's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. And you'll come up with like those corporate words like integrity, courageous, <laughs> generous, <laughs> compassionate. But if you really kind of let those words drop, especially like my good friend and I, we're always working on our integrity. Mm -hmm. And that is a core value of both of us. I also coached somebody on this recently where they did not have a core values list. So one of our sessions, we worked together. Okay, let's look it up. What are things that you admire? And then also, who is somebody that you admire? Mm -hmm. Preston Smiles, I think, talked about this in the module. This is what I do with my client. I said, who do you admire? And they spoke about the owner of a yoga studio that she teaches at. Mm -hmm. She really admires this owner. And so I said, okay, well, what do you admire about this owner? And she named off a few things because my client's an artist. She put her core values list. She drew it up in real pretty script and markers and hung it on her door. And so it's like every morning she sees in big letters what these core values mm -hmm. are. And just like my friend and I, hers is integrity as well. Integrity, that's like a big one for me. It's staying in my own lane. Mm -hmm. And it's how you do anything is how you do everything. Yes. Yeah, that speaks to integrity. To go a step further on that. Please. I will give an example. You can say... For instance, I value being healthy or I value health and wellness, moving my body daily, whatever that might be. And then your season changes. Or for women, you're about to bleed. All of a sudden, that no longer becomes a priority and, you know, you're showing in the world, this is a core value of mine. And then you go home and you don't follow through. It is most important that beyond understanding and writing down the core value, you also understand what steps it takes to get you there. How are you supporting yourself in that value. If you see where you're misstepping, regrouping with yourself and saying, how do I best support myself in this? Yes. And yes. it can be multiple things so that you understand, you know, and you understand yourself enough to know when this happens or this comes up or when I'm in this place, I, I can't support myself in that. How do I best support myself in that? And then again, having a coach is mm -hmm. very, very helpful to really, really build a beautiful, beautiful, solid foundation on this. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. When you start to construct a values list and have some sort of idea of the highest version of yourself, you also need to recognize that the old paradigm is still there in a lot of ways, and you will take the easy route mm -hmm. sometimes. You will want to take the easy route. You will want to pick the lowest hanging fruit, so to speak. So temptations, anything that requires less work or less energy, 
remnants of our old addicted selves, really. A lot of what the world is trying to say you are, what you should do, and how you should act. So without stable boundaries, the world comes flooding in and it dictates how you are showing up for yourself and in turn showing up for other people. So you totally see yourself as an absolute, even if you see yourself as an absolute giver, like you give and you give and you give. I had a client in the past like this. They identify with being the compassionate caretaker. Mm -hmm. But what she started to see was there was a little one inside of her starving. St I mean, starving for attention. Mm -hmm. As an herbalist, your body is trying to tell you that it needs attention by way of autoimmune disorders, digestive issues, skin issues. Mm -hmm. Those are the common three that I have seen and worked with. And that, to me, as a coach who's done trauma work, your body's trying to tell you something. And it's beyond food and all that. So. Oh, yeah. And and giving, giving and giving and giving and giving and giving mm -hmm. and coming from a place of wanting to receive something in return. Mm -hmm. The only thing that you are receiving, not the only thing, but one of the things that you are receiving is resentment. You're harboring Ooh. that. You're holding that. Because. You, as much as you may think of yourself as the giver and the caretaker, in your subconscious, it can live there. You are wanting to receive something in return. It's not coming from a place of no attachment to the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I saw that in the client. Giving, giving, giving. And her spouse was not, I mean, she was very resentful of her spouse. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very resentful. Yeah. And we're not mm -hmm. saying don't give. We're not saying no. don't do for people and others and your partner and things like that. It's not a yes or no, right or wrong, black or white. It, it's not that. It is getting to know ourselves on a deeper level to understand where we're giving from Mm -hmm. And what's happening in our own body after we give from a place of wanting to receive or lack. And then it's a matter of, again, creating the boundaries within ourselves to keep ourselves safe. And then the step further beyond that is making sure that we're giving from the saucer and not the cup. Well, I was hoping you would bring that up. That's yeah. so important. Yes. Giving the overflow. The overflow, mm -hmm. not from the cup itself, but from the saucer. Mm -hmm. There are some questions to ask yourself. Number one, where does my attention go? Is it going into social media, TV shows you watch? types of books you read? Who are you texting? Who are you surrounding yourself with? And what behaviors do I engage in? And this is important. What behaviors are acceptable from you and towards you? 
Mm -hmm. So in other words, I am expressing kindness, compassion, fairness, willingness to see both sides. And I expect that from the people that I surround myself too. That kind of goes back to the very beginning of this conversation of that hard boundary. Mm -hmm. If you have somebody who's not willing to be fair and not willing to see, take a step back and see both sides, that's not your person. And then you adjust. You adjust your time with them. Mm -hmm. If you can't avoid them, you just adjust. You know, there are people I have conversations with that last five minutes. Absolutely. That last five minutes because I'm not willing to be verbally abused. So when, when, <laughs> the verbal abuse starts, I hang up. Example, have you ever noticed someone, whether it be a family member, a friend, someone in your life that you spend time with, and after you leave, you feel drained, depleted, angry, exhausted, resentful, like you experience something different than when you first went into the interaction? We call these energy, vampires, energy <laughs> suckers. And again, we are not blaming them because they are not aware that this is what they're doing. This is just how they show up in the world based on who they are and their conditioning and all of those things. The example here for our boundary is to understand, okay, so in order for me to keep myself and my energy safe, how am I going to choose to show up in this relationship. I don't want to cut this person out of my life forever. I value them. I, I love them. I want to support them. I want to be here with them. But how do I make sure that I keep myself safe? And that's for you to discover. It's whether it's being a time limit, whether it being a phone interaction, as opposed to being in person, making sure that you're meeting outside so you can put your feet in the grass and you can be grounded into the earth and whatever it looks like for you to take care of yourself. But if you don't know how to take care of yourself, you're not going to know how to create that boundary to protect yourself. Ooh, yes. And to learn to take care of yourself, you go back to your inner child. Mm. And what were the needs of your little one inside of you? If you have no idea what I'm talking about, last week's episode, the episode right before this talks about that mm -hmm. and how to figure that out. Yep. So what you're saying, Lindsay, is how you figure it all out is what did you need as a little child? Because that's what you need now. Mm -hmm. You need someone to listen to you. You need someone to hold you. You need someone to be patient with you. Those are yeah. developing the inner parent qualities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what is my bandwidth? Kind of the same thing of like the giver, giver, giver. If you give, 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 that's all energy. Mm -hmm. That's all going out the window and it's not replenishing. So what are you doing to replenish that cup? Because you, you're not giving from the saucer anymore. You're giving from your life force. Mm -hmm. Now you're in nervous system territory. Now you're in putting yourself into fight, flight, or freeze by giving what you don't have. So it's real talk time. I mean, it's real like, this is what I'm capable of right now. Mm -hmm. 
And that's like the beautiful little womb when we work with people brand new in sobriety. Like we want to put them in this little womb because there's so much coming at you. Yep. Being fresh, fresh off addiction. So much of your body is still reaching out. Anybody who runs anxious attachment knows exactly what I'm talking about. They're always reaching out. Their tentacles are always trying to pull from somewhere else. Yes. The work that Lindsay and I do with clients is to begin to teach them how to nourish themselves, to build that life force again, to stoke it. It doesn't ever leave, but to stoke that life force again. And mm -hmm. this is how you do it, is by creating boundaries for yourself and making yourself accountable and, and holding yourself responsible. I'm currently experiencing this. This is what I'm walking. This is my path that I'm walking right now. And so it's so resonant to me. I, at first I became aware and then I chose differently to end a relationship where that's what was happening and not because of the other person, because of how I show up. Mm -hmm. This is not the other person's fault. This is not the other person's responsibility to tell me that I need to create better boundaries within myself so that I am not constantly reaching those tentacles out to give my energy in hopes that someone will give it back to me. Mm -hmm. And so first was the awareness, then was the making the choice, right, to change that behavior. And now it's not like it's just going to go away because I made a choice for myself. Now it's understanding and paying attention to the small instances when this is coming up and when I feel that energy surge within myself and want to give it away and pausing and coming back to myself and saying, how can I keep this energy and use it for myself because I'm mm. worthy of it. And I want to build on that to fill my cup. Yes. Build on that. I think that's really key for somebody whose core wounding is I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. You're building. It's practice. It's practice. And every day you move a little pebble to move that mountain. But every day you move a little pebble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So imagine, imagine your dream home. Like your most at money, you spare no expense. <laughs> <laughs> your dream home. And then your yard. Fruit trees, vegetable garden, herb. Well, my I'd have an herb garden and a badass apothecary <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out out back. <laughs> and then this fence, this four four sided fence, the yard and the veggie patch and all that. That's your boundary work. That's your nourishment. That's your rad morning routines. That's your meditation practices, the values that you honor within yourself. And you get to ask yourself, does this decision or choice I need to make reflect who I desire to be? Hmm. Will this get me closer to my highest version of myself? Or will this put me back into where I just came from, where I know it doesn't serve me well? And your yard gets to expand by making choices and decisions that serve your highest good. Mm -hmm. 
And the fence comes in a little bit closer when you are out of alignment. And we're human, so of course, it's going to expand and contract, expand and contract, but we're always working towards our growth, our mm -hmm. highest version of ourselves and always in reflection. Mm -hmm. It's knowing like what your trigger points are. Yes. It's not about expanding so much so that you keep people out, right? It's not to create this space between your vulnerability and other people. It's not to keep you on this island all by yourself where you're just mm -hmm. standing on your porch and nobody's allowed in. This is about you understanding what your boundaries are, what's in your garden and how to use them for yourself, right? And to keep yourself and your home safe when you show up in the world, when yes. you show up in partnership, when you show up in relationship with family, when you show up at work and there's someone there that is triggering you or whatever it might be. So that was so powerful. I love the way that you just explained that. Thank you for bringing that yeah. in. That was yeah, really bringing it home there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you are out of alignment, first you give yourself grace. A simple hand on your heart. You know, you're human. Yeah. You've peppered throughout this whole conversation, Lindsay. You're building. You're doing things that are working towards your highest version of yourself. It's not linear. Mm -hmm. You're going to take a step backwards and you're going to take two steps forward. But as long as you're always in the spirit of growth mm -hmm. and making a quote unquote mistake, it's all information. If you went down the wrong road, is it the wrong road? What did you learn? So right. you reposition, you reposition yourself. Oh yeah, okay. Learned that wasn't exactly the best relationship for me to be in. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, now I know what kind of relationship I don't want. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's information, mm -hmm. you know, and then also support. One of the things that Lindsay and I do with our clients is supporting your values and always questioning, like, is this in integrity? Mm -hmm. Are you being compassionate with yourself right now after going down this wrong road? And not just coaches, but also your friends and the people that you surround yourself with, let them know your values. Right. So they can help you hold yourself accountable mm -hmm. so that you can begin, especially people new in sobriety, where we all feel so lost. Yes so lost. And especially for, for people like me who didn't choose the path of AA, it was like, I had to create my own steps. I had to create my own, you know, just, okay, well, I'll read this book now and yeah. just kind of figure it all out, mash it all up. It's all about support. Absolutely. And I just mm -hmm. want to note a reframe that I learned this weekend as well. Oh um, yeah. Give it to us. <laughs> The word wrong, like I use it all like, oh, I made the wrong choice. I did the wrong thing. I'm again, I'm my practice is to catch myself in that when I'm bringing that in and pivot to is it useful? Was it useful? Is it useful yeah. or was it useful? Yeah. And like you said, we're we're getting information. Mm -hmm. 
And as long as we're attuned to it and we're aware of it, we get to choose differently next time. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. I am so excited stepping into the unknown and into a new relationship moving forward whenever that does come about because I get to show up more authentic. I get to show up different Mm -hmm. because of all the information that I've gathered and everything that I've learned. This is opportunity. Opportunity. And it's beautiful. Beautiful. You will attract someone as well that's on your, the same energy vibration as you. Mm -hmm. We are raising our vibration Mm -hmm. when we are creating everything that we've spoken to in this episode. And you are aligning yourself with someone, whether they're here right now Mm -hmm. or not yet, Mm -hmm. your person will be more aligned with you when you create these. Yes. Yes. And I just want to note before we wrap up that in relationship for me, I understand that I have my core values and my boundaries that I have created for myself to get me to here, right? I will be met with the masculine energy that he leads, his masculine leadership leads with his boundaries, his boundaries with himself, his boundaries out in the world to protect me. I don't have to use boundaries with him or create boundaries around him because his masculine is leading with his boundaries with the intention of keeping himself and myself safe. I got a sprinkle of that. I got a dose of that in my last relationship. So I know that I'm doing something right. (laughs) I'm moving in the right direction. Yeah. Who you surround yourself with is oftentimes a direct reflection Mm -hmm. of really what you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. It really is. So just kind of let that, let that one sink in (laughs) for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you want to note before we land the plane? I really just want to restate how important this is. This is ground level work for everybody. Mm -hmm. This is ground level. When we talk transformational work, this is within the top five things to do. Absolutely. We got a little woo-woo there with the vibration, but everyone knows what it feels like, which I'm all about that. But I know some people are like, what (laughs) just happened there? (laughs) Because I was one of those people for sure. (laughs) But I will say this, there's proof in the pudding, what you were talking about earlier with energy vampires. Like when you know someone, you're hanging out with somebody and you just feel drained, that's energy. Mm-hmm. They're pulling energy from you. And you can look at it as, as like that's a lower vibration mm-hmm. that they're operating at. And so mm-hmm. what you're trying to do by building and filling your own cup and only giving from the saucer is building energy. It's building vibration. It's up-leveling is another good word to say that's kind of like new right now, buzzword, up-level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up level my growth. <laughs> up level my morning smoothie. <laughs> so really important work, y'all. Also want to drop in, please leave a rating. 
a comment, email us. We would love to have you on the show if you'd like to be coached by two epic sober coaches. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple people in the hopper soon, so we're excited about that. Heck yeah. And yeah, thank you all so much for listening and supporting. I see you. I hear you. Thanks for all the messages. We feel you. Yeah, it feels so good. We love the support. Thank you so much. Thanks, Netherlands, Canada, Great Britain. We had Singapore. Somebody Mm. from Singapore listen. India, Spain. Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. (laughs) And all of you that are close to us, that support us and show up for us. Absolutely. We fucking love you. You're epic. Yes, 100%. And thank you to our sound editor, Amy Muvik. She is the real deal, y'all. Oh my God. She is the engine behind this. So we appreciate her. We support her. We love her so much. Throwing so much love to her. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. Next week. Alrighty. Next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to Empowered Sobriety. We are nothing without our community. If you'd like to be coached by us on air or have any questions, email us at empoweredsobrietypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at empoweredsobrietypodcast.